I'm Nick Gibson, and I'm joined by Nathan Patton, Product Marketing Manager at Trimble, to explore the various technologies being used in the industrial metaverse. Nathan, welcome. Thanks for having me, Nick. So, what are the metaverse technologies and solutions currently being used in industry? Yeah, I think there's a lot of existing technology that's actually already being used in the industry um, across this idea of the metaverse. Um, I think a lot of people immediately start to think about augmented reality, mixed reality, virtual reality. Um, but but in reality, you know, we at Trimble and, and in the construction industry have really been building this idea of the metaverse uh, for a long time now through technologies like laser scanning, uh, LIDAR, uh, mobile mapping, um, photos even really, that build up this concept of, of what we call the digital twin, right? Um, I really see the metaverse as another extension or, or embodiment of that digital twin. So all of those uh, different technologies really that's capturing what the real world is um, and in some way displaying what that is in a digital format to me make up that metaverse today. So um, construction in this country at least, um, in, in, in talking to people, it seems that uh, construction is some way behind uh, in terms of using a lot of these embedded uh, technologies. Um, people still using kind of uh, blueprints and, and paper-based plans and scratching their heads, etc. Um, is the industry, um, am I right in thinking the industry is lagging behind in, in the adoption of these technologies? Yeah, I think there's definitely uh, some, some hesitancy to new technology in the construction industry. Um, you know, when you look at it, uh, the process of construction really hasn't changed uh, since Roman times, right? There's an architect or a planner who designed something, and then there are builders who go and build it, and, and there's all these confusions and, and miscommunications and changes that happen throughout that whole process. And, and that's largely stayed the same for, for centuries. Um, so I definitely think uh, the industry as a whole has some, has some hesitancy towards it, but I do think there's, there's obviously promising signs of uh, finding technologies that, that really provide value um, and provide return on investment. And that's where you start to see the adoption. So as soon as you can start to provide real tangible value, um, the industry is ready to pick it up because you know, if they don't, uh, you know, their competitors will. And, and that's how you have to, have to kind of stay afloat in the industry, right? So is it a matter of then using digital, uh, digital twins and the like um, to design the building before you build it? Or is, is it being basically used to, to replicate a building in order to better manage the processes involved in it? Yeah, I think if we look at today's picture of that digital environment, it's very much on the pre-construction side. It's very digital in the design phase trying to adopt 3D technologies for designing um, and, and building and coordinating what's going to then happen on the job site. Um, but once we get into the field, I feel that's where the, the, the train goes off the rails, as it were. That's where the digital communication from field to office kind of stops. And you start to get two realities here. You get the digital reality or the building information model, right? Um, you get this digital reality in the office that is the design intent. Uh, and then you get the physical reality, what's actually happening on the job site, the real site conditions, the real as-built conditions, and you get this reality information model. Um, so now you have these two kind of opposing uh, systems that, that clash with one another. And I think that as we go forward here, this industrial metaverse uh, really needs to be a place where we put those two models into one. And we're able to have a look into the reality of the job site, as well as the digital intent uh, from the office. So to kind of 
rephrase your original question, uh, I think it's really all about uh, merging those two realities together, not uh, not having one for pre-design and then having something for the reality afterwards, but rather having everything kind of working together, right? I think the ideal scenario is where we have pre-design intent that influences the construction. We have real uh, data coming from the job site in any kind of uh, data format, whether that's laser scanning or pictures or you know single point data from a surveyor, um, and all of that then feeds back into that digital model, and we're kind of working together, and that influences the project schedule, uh, budgets, materials, things like that. So a much more uh, kind of give and take environment than we have today. So there's an awful lot of uh, data, an awful lot of information that appears uh, in these scenarios, which is coming from all kinds of different sources. Uh, all kinds of different platforms, solutions, and formats, etc. Um, is it a uh, connectivity nightmare? Um, and the sort of thing that you do, is it like an off-the-shelf solution that you just plug in somewhere to, uh, uh, to, to a scenario and everything works? Or is it still a matter of quite a bit of integration to get everything talking to each other? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel that there's a, there's a couple of things to unpack there. And, and absolutely. Number one, I think the biggest problem with, with this, you know, concept of the metaverse is going to be data. Um, like you said, there's, there's just so much data. And the amount of data that we collect is only going to increase and continue to increase as, as sensors become cheaper and better and, and all sorts of things. I mean, there's a LiDAR scanner on your iPhone now, right? So there's more data sources everywhere. Um, so the biggest, one of the biggest problems that we need to solve is how do we, how do we make data flow from the field to the office and from the office to the field a lot better? Um, not only in connectivity, but in volume. How do we store that data? How do we organize it? How do we present the right data to the right person at the right time? Um, and so that's, that's a big challenge. And for us, what we're doing here at Trimble is trying to build uh, that, that platform on which we can you know, it's never going to be an, an off-the-shelf type of thing when we're talking about this immense amount of data. Um, but I think the way that we look at it is, you know, you can build this central platform that allows you to put on top of it whatever vertical <laughs> workflows you need to have. So if you have specific software integrations that you want, that's fine. Um, but really, the, the idea is how do we make the data flow from field to office, office to field? How do we get people communicating and collaborating a lot better? Um, so I think the biggest problems that we have to solve are, are definitely that data pipeline, as well as that communication and, and collaboration layer. How do we make everybody work a bit better together uh, while transferring this immense amount of data every single day? So with so much involved, um, there's an awful lot of standards and regulations that one has to uh, uh, comply with and to navigate. Um, so what are the kind of standards and, and the the, the regulatory criteria that you have to work within, uh, and you're talking about so much connectivity and collaborative working, etc. Um, are, are there data privacy issues involved? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'll be the first one to admit that uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not the not the expert on the regulatory side of things by any stretch. But um, you know, having worked in construction for for many years before I joined the the, the tech industry um, and kind of flipped flip my role here um you know i have seen the the adoption of iso standards and, and different technology standards and different data requirements uh even for things like total stations and for leveling and for designing and, and all sorts of things right uh, it takes a long time to get there um but i i think that's something that the construction industry will really require 
uh, going forward. Um, there's not a ton of regulation and standardization around 3D data right now. Um, in fact, it's not a requirement for most jobs. Um, certain works across the world will, will definitely have that. Um, I think, you know, in Europe, obviously, it's a little bit more ahead than where I am here in North America. Um, but but that's a great example, right, is that things things are changing in different places at different speeds. Um, so right now, it's really driven by the owner or the, the client, really, of a project uh, as to what they care about, what they want. Um, and so until we have some more standardization on what is required for a project, what digital data is necessary, is a digital twin a required, uh, you know, end product, which absolutely it should be, right? Um, until we can get to that point where it's regulated and standardized and, and really uh, kind of uh, ex assumed that it's going to happen as opposed to, you know, that's a nice to have. Um, I think there will obviously be, be challenges of getting uh, away from paper plans and into the digital, fully digital world. Um, but, you know, on the other side of things, as we talked about data security um, and data privacy, the more data we have flowing, obviously, the safer we have to be with that data. And so, you know, that's something we're taking very seriously um, is, is our data privacy, our data security, um, making sure that, that there's, you know, the correct gates uh, and access rights to different people and different stakeholders. Um, everybody wants to be connected and collaborating. On a project, but you know, you also can't have, uh, you know, a field laborer from subcontractor A uh, seeing the the budgets and payroll of the general contractor, um, right? Just because that data is is flowing through uh, the same platform, uh, there needs to be some thought as to who should see what and when and how and how do we protect and secure that data. Um, so that's something that we're taking very seriously here at Trimble. Um, but but in general, it's 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 something that we need to put forward first, as opposed to building the, this platform and and thinking about data privacy later, because um, it's obviously such a such a critical uh, thing to think about. So it's not in in terms of using digital twins and other uh, metaverse technologies in construction. Certainly on a major project, it's not just about the physical, is it? Um, in terms of uh, modeling and simulating. Uh, 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 a, a physical object in terms of a building. Uh, we talked earlier about standards and regulations and governance increasingly with, with large buildings. Um, you're also talking about sustainability, uh, carbon reduction, you know, uh, uh, energy use, all this kind of stuff. Um, so do you, do you kind of have to build that in when you're looking at, at creating a digital twin for a construction project? Do you have to also factor those kind of governance and reporting aspects yeah. as well when you're when you're designing your digital twin for the building yeah absolutely that's a great great uh, you know comment to bring up because to me i think the metaverse uh for the construction industry especially is really largely a sustainability product is a sustainability effort um and I don't think that a lot of people look at it that way necessarily. Um, but when you think about the metaverse and, and what that digital representation is meant to do, it's meant to reduce mistakes. It's right, meant to increase transparency, understanding, uh, accountability. It's meant to reduce the amount of materials you're wasting and about the uh, scheduled delays and, and things like that. And all of that turns into carbon that we're no longer emitting um, <laughs> because we're not working on a project for a month longer than we should have. Uh, so that's a month worth of carbon we're not emitting. Or, you know, we've spotted mistakes and reworking clashes in our designs um, and, and changed those in time so that we're not wasting material, right? We're not uh, prefabricating material that's then being redesigned and, and being thrown out, right? Um, so we're not, we're not wasting as much embodied carbon. 
Um, and then most importantly, you know, uh, I can't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but uh, I think something like 40% of the, of the carbon emittance from, uh, from, you know, the, the built environment is about operating, uh, operating buildings, right? So not just in that life cycle of building the building itself, but maintaining it, uh, right? So thinking about how do we leverage the metaverse for better designing buildings that are going to be more sustainable for the long term? Um, but then furthermore, how do we leverage the metaverse and a digital twin and, and all that information while we're operating and maintaining the building for the rest of its life cycle? Um, so fundamentally to me, the metaverse is really a, is a means to be more sustainable and more uh, environmentally conscious as, as we work in the construction industry. Um, and it's exactly like you said, it's not just the physical, it's, it's so much more about you know, four-dimensional and, and different data sources and different insights like that, for sure. So um, as uh, an organization uh, that specializes um, in providing these technologies, um, what are the, the barriers either to yourself, but specifically for the, for the end user, the client, to the adoption of, of uh, these industrial metaverse technologies? Um, I mean, is it practical? Is it technological? Um, is it financial or, or cultural? You know, getting the buy-in uh, for wanting to do some of this thing? I mean, it's a, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a nice to have, but they're expensive. Yeah, is there an all of the above check mark that I can answer here? 